the Rap Roundtable. Yes, sir. The most dangerous, most inspirational, most influential, okay with social media tags, okay with whatever you talk about in the chat, New York's number one podcast for hip-hop today, The Rap Roundtable Returns with episode 78. Yeah. It's your boy, John here alongside Sincere the Rap Snob. What up, what up? Alongside Dini the Balance. The force be with you. Alongside the homie Mace. What's going on, yeah? And you can find The Rap Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and X, a.k.a. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> You're like about to fuck X up. Nigga. Different. As you follow in, hit the like button. As always, the goal is 300 likes on YouTube for each and every release. Get them up. Even if it's just 1,000 views, we need 300 likes. The like button is free. We we invite whatever slander y'all bring to the comment section. We love it. But just hit the like button. Give us something if you're going to take. You know what I'm saying? It's a give and take situation. And roundtablemerch.com. If you need one of these hats... One of these truckers, the new symbol of the culture, the rap roundtable, because not only is it a podcast, it's basically a metaphor for rap discussion. Whether we agree or disagree, the rap roundtable is where you pull up to discuss whatever you feel like discussing within the culture. And we won't judge your opinions. We won't argue with you. We won't try to tell you what to think because it's all part of the conversation (laughs) at the rap roundtable. So we're the symbol represented well at Roundtable Merch. Dot com. Yes, sir. Uh, let's get right to it, fellas. I, I ain't here to play tonight. Wait, wait. Who made this beat? Oh, see, Ooh. I'm ready to pod. <laughs> we got some topics. This beat right here, this vibey ass beat. Because there's different kind of vibes right here. This ain't no coffee house. Nah. This ain't the corner block. This is just real laid back. Mellow shit. This ain't lo-fi type This ain't, nah, there you go. This is what In the Dini, search engine. Jeez. This is what Dini rolls up to right he here. Did. Get in his zone, get in his pocket. Set the tone, man. Brought to you by Sincere Rap Snob. He makes beats. Holla at me. If, oh, fire. If you're a rapper and you need some production, holla at your boy. Some of y'all blue check rappers out here who, 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 who like similar beats, but y'all want to front Sincere's right here. Tap in. Yes, sir. Leroy Green, we ain't forget about you. I know we keep oh, saying geez. it, but... Curating projects takes time, and Sincere is a very meticulous individual. <laughs> Be here with him. He ain't trying to give you no bullshit. He's he not trying to make sure that you deliver these fire 16s over some generic ass beats. Because we know there's a lot of generic 16s out here, fellas. A lot of niggas trying to pass off shit as fire bars. That's real garbage. <laughs> real lacking garbage. inspiration. Mid-dog. Shit, lacking Not inspiration. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but nevertheless, <laughs> Punch put out a tweet the other day, right? Where he says, and I quote, Where is the inspiration? Where are the artists? This thing is shifting. It's a dark cloud looming over the business. Who was the last artist that really spoke to you? And this is coming off the heels of Ebro saying that, Labels are moving away from rap. Now we're hearing a label exec say that there's a dark cloud over the business. Mm. So that inspiration question got me to thinking, like, where is this thing going? Mm. Where's rap going to be in a couple of years? Are we being phased out? Oof. I'm not sure. To sit a rap snob. 
you saw this tweet. Pudge yeah. is a person who we've gotten in trouble with, but he's also provided <laughs> great content for us at the Rap Absolutely. Round Table. Punch, yeah. What do you yeah. think about I, his perspective on this, and what do you think in general? Yeah, no, I agree with him 100%. Um, as soon as I saw the tweet, I don't, like, I don't hand out retweets on Twitter uh, lightly, you know what I mean? Yeah, but as soon, as soon as I seen this tweet, I retweeted it immediately because like it spoke to me. Are you okay with being tagged? Huh? <laughs> I mean, my, my, my entity is oh, okay. right. open protect to the entity, man. <laughs> whoever's on Twitter that follows me, I'm cool with it. You're not you can tag clout, me. Right? You you know right? Only, right? only tag Sin. Don't tag Bro, nobody like I, else. Like I said, tag it's, me. Not, it's not even Twitter. It's not, not even just Twitter or social media. Like I've said, you see me on the streets, you recognize me. Pull up. Come dap me up, man. Salute. Yeah. I'm not as protective as, uh, of my entity as... Word. A lot of other people. No six scoffs on your head. <laughs> <laughs> the silky, silky. Nah, my hoodies are solid, bro. They're not soft. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> hey, you. First one of the night. Wow. And it begins. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's take a sip to that. Yes, sir. Um, we're toasted to the subs, by the way. Yeah. Salute to y'all. Salute. Hit the subs. Hit the subs. Um. But nah, like I said, this tweet spoke to me. Um, I agree with it wholeheartedly. Um, nah, I, I think what's going on right now might be just uh, a side effect of uh, the internet age. And I think we've, we've spoken about it before. Uh, but we'll, you know, we'll get into it again and break it down a little bit more. Um, I, I feel like artists, when, when they would be inspired... They they get they gain inspiration and, and they develop ideas during downtime or during you know episodes of boredom or I ain't got nothing to do I'm just sitting here and then all of a sudden an idea pops in your head and then uh, in you know before the internet um, when you had an idea pop in your head like that you uh, you didn't have all these distractions that were taking you away from those ideas so those ideas were able to like blossom you would you were able to develop them you were able to have this thought connect with that other thought and that that third thought that you had you know a few days ago a week ago whatever and those thoughts would would connect you know what i mean nowadays it's like if you're sitting there and you find yourself bored you reach for your phone you know what i mean i got a text message or i got to text somebody um, I gotta check IG. I gotta post the, the you know the selfie on IG. Right. You know what I mean? Or uh, you know you go on Twitter and uh, you know you're like, let me check to see what people are saying about me on Twitter. Whatever it is, like artists are like they, they there's so much distraction for artists these days that is I think keeping them from really sort of just sitting down and having ideas develop uh, naturally and organically. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think um, some artists, you know, maybe they just need to unplug a little bit, right? I don't think it. it, it I, I don't think it's a coincidence that uh, two of the biggest artists in rap today, uh, still today, uh, that are you know uh, putting out more inspired content are Cole and Kendrick. These are two artists that are notoriously. Uh, shy they, they notoriously shy away from social media and from the limelight and everything like that um and you you hear it in their music you know what i mean they have things to talk about they have thoughts and ideas that they've developed and, and concepts that they've put together 
Whether or not you end up liking the music is one, you know, that's a different discussion. But the ideas are there, the concepts are there, the, 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 the you know, uh, uh, the, the, what's, uh, I forgot the word. But anyway, point being. The art, the inspiration. The, the art, the inspiration. But there was another one I was trying mm. to think of. But uh, point being, I think some artists need to unplug. Some artists need to go back to just, you know, sit there, sit with yourself. Let the ideas come to you. Let those ideas grow organically, and maybe we'll have a little bit more inspiration out there. But living on the internet all the time, all you're doing is seeing what they're doing, seeing what they're doing over there, and it just ends up homogenizing everything. So, okay, okay. Mesito. That was a good perspective, Sam. Uh, I feel a little bit conflicted about Punch's statement here because me personally i would agree right nah there's not a lot of artists that have spoken to me in the last decade or so there's not a lot of music that i feel like lasts and that that's impactful past you know the the two-week hype that most albums get these these days and i'll say that you know you know music these days it does lack a certain soul right it does lack a, a certain social commentary and, and when I say social commentary, I don't mean, you know, Black Lives Matter raps. You know what I'm saying? Right. Sin made a good point when we had the Ice Cube Biggie conversation. Social introspection could be just the story of your neighborhood, the story of your block, uh, yeah. in a super, you know, uh, 360 way of telling it. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, you know, if you, if you, I think if you ask a younger person to trip, Triple X spoke to them, they would say, yeah. They would, If they Absolutely. asked them about Juice World, they would say, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, Joff made a point the other day about what G Herbo means to a lot of the hood. You know what I mean? That's something that a certain age group wouldn't know. You wouldn't think that. You know what I mean? So I think that at the end of the day, like, nah, for, for what we are looking for, for what our tastes are, nah, there's not a lot of shit out there that really impacted us, but I think music is always gonna impact the youth, you know what I mean? They always gonna find those artists that really speak to their lifestyle and what they do, you know what I mean? So I think it's a double-edged sword, to be honest. I mean, uh, steal your swag, man, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) Danny, what do you think about the situation with Punch? I got a tape, but I wanna hear from the tape. Um, I don't know. I think if I was an artist listening to what Punch said, I'll feel like shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? As an artist, because he didn't say who's the last, who's which person inspired you last. You know what I'm saying? He was like, who's the last person? Like, no one's rapping currently. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, maybe people feel inspired by the guy that was fucking with you. you know what I'm saying Kendrick Lamar. Like, there's plenty of artists that inspire a lot of people. But like you said, I just think the the, the money fucked up the game. Salute to Meek Mill for saying we get paid more when we talk about bullshit. That <laughs> fucked up the game. Um, and the overall listener fucked up the game. Like. Yeah, as much as, as much as as much as I want to shit on niggas for for this and that and the third, like how many niggas actually go out and buy the hard copy of the album? How many niggas actually go out and buy the? They have those hard copy, even if online. I bought the last um the KD the KD three. What you mean like actually spend, spend the, the ten spend the ten dollars yeah. right. and cop? You know what I'm saying? Essentially now it's good point. They're, they're making music to to appease niggas that ain't really buying the shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So I, I kind of get it Like that's why I spent the money Because I'm like If I want this kind of shit I got to spend the money for it You know what I'm saying right. And I feel like The young folks want that kind of shit They want that transient I don't got to think too hard Just put me in a good zone music And that's what you're getting Because that's what the people want The customer will always leave Like when we go to the shows A lot of times 
do we see a lot of 45 year olds a lot of 40 year olds a lot of 35 year olds a lot of times at these shows representing these artists a lot of times we don't they're usually a younger demographic so even the old heads that have come out and support it's not it's, it's not just a blame the artist thing it's it's a it's a it's a combination you know what i'm saying between, between i'm gonna get that drop <laughs> between the listener and between the artist you know because there are there are guys that still making inspiring shit Nas is making great music you know what i'm saying shout out to the whole griselda shit they're making great music they're rapping you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people rapping. Shout out to the niggas that's like, shout out to the Joey Badasses. You know what I'm saying? They're rapping. But like, you don't hear nothing about that, bro. All we hear is, what about the little Dirks and the baby head? But you always, it's, it's, and I hate to do that. I hate to digress to the Nas and Jay thing, but you always minimalize, minim, minimalize yeah. what the other demographic is doing because of the other demographic. You get what I'm saying? Why can't we just appreciate Nas is doing what he's doing? Why can't we appreciate what the young guys are doing? It might not, but it's not for us in that sense. You get what I'm saying? So I, Punch is a little older. He's our age around, so he he not looking for what they're giving right now. So I get it. Mm. All right, so I got a I got a couple of perspectives on on Punch's tweet. I think the first situation that I take away from it is kind of what Dini's last point was before he landed the dismount. I think what Punch is saying kind of speaks to the the age divide in rap because Punch is not. 25 things. I don't know how old Punch is, but I'm right. willing to assume that he's somewhere around our age. Not yeah. Mace's age, but our age. Uh, yeah. You get what I'm saying? So he, he's been through the wars, and he's been through the, the culture, evolution, and devaluing at the same time. He's seen a little bit of everything. So, from that perspective, it kind of sounds to the young person, like, hey, going up an old head saying, we ain't talking about shit. Because <laughs> right. best believe there's a bunch of young niggas that feel that way. They're not being heard in, or they're not being respected by yeah. the older Marginalized. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so with, from that perspective, because I feel like the young kids feel like they're talking about what's going on around them. Punch might say, when's the last time something moved you? But who was that tweet for? Is it for 21-year-old somebody listening to whoever? Or is it us who might agree with Punch based on where rap has gone? I think that that tweet in itself is a bit divisive in that in that way. On the flip side of that is he's not wrong. A lot of rap is hollow. Yeah. And I blame a lot of that on streaming. Because back in the day, back in our day, when you when you put an album out, it had to get pressed up. It, it was a whole process. You had your, your marketing budget. The CDs had to be paid. Everything had to be paid for. Mm-hmm. There, there was no, you know what, I could just upload this and put it out. To me, one of the pitfalls of streaming that no one talks about, they always talk about, and we do too as well, about how the artists are marginalized as far as fiscally, how streaming has taken away from the art. Because if I could just boom, 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 and throw some shit out immediately, you're not sitting down and marinating it. Mm-hmm. You're not babysitting it. Only the elite can throw some shit together and it could be a classic because they're elite. They're elite, yeah. But too many niggas are thro- throwing shit together to capitalize on trending on Twitter or Instagram or whatever and just TikTok. putting some shit out there and it's hollow. And, and I think it's similar to like um, back in the day when uh, Jay would say, uh, I don't even write my raps. And then all of a sudden, everybody thought that they could get over not writing raps. Now, like, you know, a Jay could uh, put something together in like a week. A Nas could put, and a Hit Boy put, right. could put something together in a week and it'd be fire. You, up and coming rapper, maybe not so much. So you gotta, you know, you gotta be honest with yourself. You know what I mean? And then I think just the general business model of, of rap is starting to eat itself. 
because you're relying on trending. You're relying on social media to, to be the vehicle for promoting music that if you're following trends, the music is going to be trendy. Right. It's not going to be lush. If you if you try to get niggas to do their little TikTok routine and all of that, <laughs> it's not going to be lush. So it's, it's going to be a problem. But then, with that being said, I agree with Punch. But then he said, when's the last time an artist moved you? Dina, you made another point. You you skated, but I'm going I'm to I'm step right in it. <laughs> I made a point a couple weeks ago that Sincere fought back against. When I said that after a five-year hiatus, Kendrick Lamar was supposed to be the person that reset the margins in rap. Here we go. And then Punch <laughs> puts out this tweet saying, when's the last time niggas made some shit that moved you? That was a TDD album. Mm. It must not have moved Punch. It didn't move a lot of people. Mm. So when I look at the space and I look at the number one tastemaker in the game, yeah. failing to land a dismount, I'm blaming Kendrick for a lot of the, a lot of what's going on in rap you, in 2023. I'm, I'm still there. You think you think Punch had Kendrick in mind when he tweeted this? He did not have Kendrick in mind. He didn't he didn't rule him out of the equation. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that goes without saying. I don't know that. Punch Punch not what Punch is not one to pull punches. If he wanted to give Kendrick that blah, he would have. That's a fact. When is the last time? Our artist dropped something that moved. But Kendrick's not even. And that wasn't too long ago. So he, I, should, that's probably a year ago, right? Doing his own thing. A year ago, somebody should have moved you. The artistic nigga was supposed to move niggas. And he ain't move niggas. He want to talk about shit that niggas don't want to hear about. He said, when's the last time? The last time, not last year, bro. I'm just saying. Jeez. People were moved. Y'all were moved. That sounds he, like there was people out there that was moved. Punch <laughs> put the tweet out, saying. Who are these people? But if if he did move, like, look, you, so what, what did you want him? What, what did you want him to say? When, when, like, did you want him to like give Kendrick the credit in uh, in the tweet? Yeah. Like, if, if if he was sparing him, yeah. When's the last time someone anybody, outside right? of TDE moved? You? He that was a blanket statement he made. So that that could also be what Schoolboy Abs Absol dropped an album more recently than Kendrick. You think that might he might be talking about Absol too? Yeah, Absol no, Absol need to fill away. Reason dropped last week. How he feel? Wow, mate! Damn it, man! <laughs> I'm just saying. I think I think it goes without saying that right. you know he's talking about outside his camp. <laughs> Mm. Not in his camp anymore. All right, so let me come back to... No, I'm talking about absolute reason, oh, whatever. So let us let me come back to Macito. And chat, as y'all still following him, hit the like button. Remember, hit the like button. Do you think that this comes back to the whole situation of the wrong people are being positioned to be lit? Because you mentioned G Herbo. Right. And you mentioned a few other acts. They're not positioned the same way a gunner might be positioned or some of these True. female artists who are just... You know, put booty hole brown and pussy pink and all of that. I'm just saying, the powers that be, especially in the, in the liberal renaissance that we are trying to get into, we're trying to get there. Right. They've been working quadruple overtime to push back against that with some bullshit. Even got sexy red alongside Drake now on his tour. Yeah, man. Right. right. So <laughs> is it time to re reposition who's who in rap? OVO team, we up. I, the thing is, I don't think that 
I think the game naturally resets itself, right? DMX was able to pop through okay. in the middle of the shiny suit era, right? Yeah, yeah. 50 Cent popped out when after he was blackballed and shot nine times and all this, that, and the third. So I think at the end of the day, I think the game is going to reset himself. If there's an artist who comes with this impactful music, who comes with this, you know, earth-shattering shit, you know what I mean? Like, they're going to they gonna make the impact they're supposed to. Maybe the artist that deliver the message that folks are looking for aren't delivering up the par. You know what I mean? Maybe oh. that's another Kendrick shot. Oh, maybe, maybe. But that's all I'm saying is that if, if the shit works, it's gonna it's gonna go through. You know what I mean? So you don't think the digital age has something to do with, with them not being able to really break through. Everything is just getting lost in an algorithm. Did, uh, you know, I think I think that's an easy cop out. You know what I mean? I think we could we could we could blame the game, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, you have to adapt. You know what I mean? So we gonna we gonna keep complaining about it. You know what I mean? Or we gonna we gonna to, play the game the way it's supposed just to be to played. Play the game okay. or play the game. To a certain extent, you do have to adapt. Yes, but I, I just keep I keep going back to like artists. But when we talk about like being inspired, like what is inspiration? Inspiration is like living life and you know like you you observe something that sparks an idea. Like what are these? newer artists observing they're observing fucking screens all the time bro True. like they're observing ig all the time that's their life the internet social media is their life that's what's inspired if they are i mean we could even call that inspiration it's just not the same inspiration that we had okay. because right. we were inspired by artists out there on the on the front lines living yeah. living life Very on the true. corner you know down south upstate whatever you know what i mean but like now it's everybody's just Drawing from internet culture, but who's to say that those kids are not being moved? I mean, I'm I, I, I'm shooting a little bell here, Dini. I'm gonna come to you with this. <laughs> I saw a little video on, I believe it was X, where it was a bunch of girls. Fuck that. I'm still calling it Twitter. Yeah, Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was being facetious with the X, <laughs> where it was at the Aubrey concert, mm-hmm. and it was a young lady with her camera and she filmed like four girls in a in a patch and they all had the, the shades on their forehead on the foot on the crown basically that was the look and then she she turned the camera back to herself and she also had the shades on her crown mm-hmm. so all these people were kind of look the same right young people are following whatever's going on and the young people are talking to the young people who are following whatever trends is that not inspiration in its own way maybe punch doesn't realize that youth culture is not what it used to be Imitation is flattery. I'm saying they are seeing something that is inspiring them. Mm. You know, it's just it's just maybe the way they approach it. I, inspiration comes in a lot of different forms, bro. It could be in the way you carry yourself, the way you approach shit, the okay. way you attack like music. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure someone inspired you to put that spark in your head for you to make fire like this. You know what I'm saying? There's a litany of niggas, Jay Dilla, you know what I'm saying? Havoc. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Q tip. There's a litany of niggas, Kanye, who in, who sparks you. That's what I'm like. And it wasn't the pink collar that sparked you. You know what I'm saying? It was the sound of the music. It was the lushness of the beats. That's why I feel like there's, there's so much inspiration. Even take us, my nigga. Look how many times we done cooked up a pie when there's not really nothing to talk about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We still find inspiration to find new shit to talk about, to find invigorating shit to talk about. You know, so an artist can find invigorating shit to talk about. And our faces are in screens, is it not? Your face is not on the screen? Yeah. But if they look, Dude, if they try, it's just how you no, I, no, no. That, that's a point. That's a point. Because when I when I was when I was making this point, and I was you know writing down my little talking points or whatever, 
um, ahead of the pod. He said my little talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, no, I did think of that because you know, I'm, I'm nothing if if I'm not self aware. So. I, I thought about it for a second. I'm like, yo, Overly my, my, my phone, <laughs> my, my, my face is in the phone all the time. But like, I didn't grow up with that shit. So like, True. my True. my my brain neurons are wired different. You know how to separate the two. Exactly. You know what? The more I talk about it, and the more we talk about it, I think I don't think Punch was talking to the older niggas. He wasn't talking to Nas. Nas just nah. dropped five, and it was fire. Yeah. He's not talking to Griselda. They've been dropping fire for he, almost a decade. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because before I knew what a Griselda was, it was already dropping fire. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm pretty sure Punch in his own, you know, after I started a little trouble with the Kendrick thing, I think that Punch is definitely looking at the new niggas. Because if we're saying there's a, there's a cloud over the business, it's really up to these young niggas to carry the baton. And if everybody's making the same shit that sounds the same, it might be on these young niggas to level up the space. Mace, no? I mean, yeah, I agree, but I, I also have to push back because, okay. you know, if you ask the young niggas, they, they are lighting up the space, you know what I mean? Like, they went crazy over the Denzel Curry album, they went crazy over the J.I.D. album, you know what I mean? They they So it's like, they, they are getting shit that they want to hear, you know what I mean? Just like I say, like, to our sensibilities, nah, we not hearing the shit that we want to hear, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't, you know... When, when I threw this shit on, I wasn't like, yeah, this is finally, it's back, you know? But at the end of the day, the youngins do feel the inspiration. Just like you say, they do follow the trends. They do, you know, play the music. So at the end of the day, like, I think we have to separate ourselves away from it a little bit. Fair you know point. what I mean? And, and maybe it's hard for Punch to do because he is the head of one of the biggest labels in rap history. You know what I mean? It might be difficult. But, you know, sometimes you got to, you know, maybe you need a couple youngins around him. You know yeah. what I mean? Get a baby king around him. You know? not, no, 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 no. And it's not just I'm the artists. Back. It's the fans, too. Because essentially you're saying, yo, the niggas that we like to listen to are trash. That's essentially what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? These little niggas go out. They go to the shows. They spend the money. They buy the merch. They spend $100 on a T-shirt. You know what I'm saying? They're outside supporting the culture in the way they do. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to knock it, you know? You know, real quick, as for the young people, shout out to Quavo. I listened to the Quavo album on the way into the studio. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Mad Max said it was fire. I, w- I don't wholeheartedly agree with Max as far as it being fire. Right. But this is the best Quavo it sounds since the Hunter Jack album, did he? He needed, he needed to do this right, naming it what he named it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? R.I.P. Tate. He needed to do this right. You know what I mean? If you happen to listen to that Takeoff, I mean Takeoff, that Quavo album, Rocket Power, all I'm saying is, mm-hmm. if you're about 30... Four-ish and under. Listen, anybody else who watched the rap round table, don't listen to the Quavo. I got a little cook up about that in Young Rap later. We gonna speak on. Oh, you speak on that. Say that. Say that. You know what I mean? I just wanted to give Matt Max flowers because the album <laughs> say was pretty that. good. Salute you know Matt what I mean? Max. Max. So, next topic. A gentleman by the name of 365OTG on Twitter says, "If you could only take five Nas albums, what would they be?" He proceeds to list all the Nas albums in order. We're not going to read them off. The Nas fans who watch the show know all the Nas albums. <laughs> right, right. I expect y'all to know what this is about. So, the rap round table said, oh, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should pick our top five Nas albums. Right. Maybe we should ask the chat in the comment section to pick their top five Nas albums. And minus the recency bias. Because, you know, we, we know we, we all suffer from recency bias. The new shit is always the best shit. So take a second, chat, and comment section. Think about it. Then give us your five. Right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start it off 
Let's just say the rap snob is always okay, okay. right. When it comes to Nas and anything related to Nas, as much as I say he's a fake Nas fan, although recently, y'all stopped saying that bullshit, and I'm proud of y'all. Right, right. Who's saying that? They did. Let's just say the rap snob becomes you back. first. Thanks. If you have to pick five, and I know this is difficult for you to do, uh, what is would it? be? Holy shit. Um, I thought about this for a second. Um, honestly, the top, like, the top three... Was a breeze. Like, okay. I, I didn't have to think about. I know two, but what's the third? Three, uh, for too long. Illmatic. Okay. Because it's it's not only the best Nas album, quintessential, just best album of all time. That's if guaranteed. Not, if not, it's top three. Also. Um, it was written obviously. Easily. Yes, got you. Know what I mean? And then number three, I'm going with the Lost Tapes. Okay. Oh. I'm going with the Lost Tapes. I honestly think the the Lost Tapes is it, it Lost Tapes is remarkable to me because anytime that anybody takes cutting room floor stuff and just throws it together like even even if the material is dope it doesn't necessarily sound or feel cohesive. You know what I mean? Uh, and so you you take it for what it's worth. You're like, "Oh shit, like these are some dope tracks." Maybe not everything is hot fire, but like, you know what I mean? It, it, it's dope enough to where you appreciate it, but then you're like, ah, but you know, you got this song from this one era and this song from this other era. They don't really like, you know, mesh that well sonically. But somehow Nas was able to, to take cutting room floor material and make a fucking classic out of it. Lost it. What, what are you coughing about? No, no. I was, I, oh. <laughs> that was a legitimate. That was a legitimate one, brother. Bro, I almost died. was ready to press you over Lost Tapes, bro. Like, yeah, just saw me take a sip. The fuck is you coughing oh, about? The lawn almost started nah, early. We almost I, went we off air, bro. We got a lot of history, y'all. We got a lot of history. I'm, oh, hey, I'm waiting. Nah, I'm chilling. What I'm really oh, to react. I'm chilling. Watch that Lost Tapes. I'm not starting shit until the mailbag segment. Proceed. Um, nah, the, law, the Lost Tapes is like, like a classic. It, it's flawless. It is, it is a brilliant piece of work out of stuff that was not supposed to go together, but it still went together. Um, all the songs are amazing to me. Now, the last two uh, of the top five, I debated a little bit. That's what it gets dicey. It does. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Stillmatic. Um, it's, it's Stillmatic is not in my top three. A lot, a lot of y'all might be mad about that. Mace might be mad about that too. You know it. Um, but because I, I felt that Stillmatic was a, a little, slightly uneven, mm. just slightly, okay. just slightly. You know what I mean? But it, it, in, it, still, in all, like even with the unevenness of it, uh, you know, you're the man. Um, you know, obviously, Ether. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of classic joints on, on on Stillmatic, and it was just such a moment in time, coming right after um, the Blueprint, uh, having the response to take over, uh, it coming after uh, Nostradamus and solidifying uh, Nas's comeback in the game. Uh, yeah, I got I got to put that up there. Okay, and I'm then number five. I could have gone, man. I could have gone Godson. Mm-hmm. I could have gone Life Is Good. Could have. Could have gone Magic. But I went King's Disease Three. Wow. Okay. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. Bro. 
That's when I crazy, tell bro. you, and I've had some time to think about this. This isn't recency bias. You know, it came out like a year ago. Yeah, fair play. You know what I mean? Less so, than a year, but carry now, on. Now, life is, <laughs> life is good. I, I almost put life is good there. But then I really thought about it, and I was like, yo, cases is three. It's just, it's such a ride. You know what I mean? It's like again, like like every time that I talk about it, I talk about it the same way. When he when when Nas and Hipway put their foot on the gas pedal, they do not let up for like the whole album. It's not until they it's like a it's a roller coaster. You know what I mean? You get you go take up that first incline, and then like once you you know go go down, it's a whole ride up until it pulls back into the gate. You know what I mean? And that's how I feel about Kings of Z3. I could throw it on, and it's just going to take me on this journey. It's not going to let up on the energy. Um, and, yeah, I'm, 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 right now, it's in my top five knots. And that, that could change. Look, listen, honestly, that could change in a month, in two months, in five months. You know what I mean? But right now, as we speak, that rounds up my top five. Okay, I'm not. I'm not mad at that five sin. There's, there's probably gonna be people who are mad at that five, <laughs> but it's nothing. It's nothing like arguing about Nas about Nas. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, you, this is a win-win argument. You don't really lose in this scenario. I'm. I'm gonna go second and, and give my five. You know what I'm saying? I think maybe I could be wrong, Dini Mason, but I think the two albums that's universal on everybody's list should be the first two. Right. Illmatic. It was written. Hands down, Dini and I are, have championed It Was Written for years. We love that album. Thanks. You know what I'm saying? Illmatic is the standard to this day. It's it's the rap standard album. Bible. You know what I mean? <laughs> when albums come out, is it is it better than Illmatic? Right. Is Illmatic still <laughs> the best part. album of all time? Etc. Yeah. Etc. Etc. Right. right? Then we get into the next three spots. Top five, they say. Right. I'm really I'm I'm close to sin when it comes to the lost tapes. I wanna say the lost because I just remember how in the midst of that run coming out of the battle with Hope, that run that Nas was on. Like he really if it, one thing Nas doesn't get credit for is when he's on fire, how he capitalizes. Facts. Coming out of the whole shit, what he did with the with the music, capitalized. The Hit Boy era right now, capitalized. When he was the man early on in the game, it, it, Illmatic, it was written. The feature run he had during that time, he ca- anytime Nas is hot, he don't miss. I ain't gonna but, lie, you right. But I'm, I'm gonna go in a different direction. I'm gonna go with Godson. Because, mm. you know, I, I'll admit, I was salty coming out of Stillmatic. Very salty. We know why. We know why. Ether happened. <laughs> I, was, I was at the peak of my Jay-Z fandom, 20 years old-ish, somewhere in that vicinity. And I'm like, yo, fuck this guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's like the boy I wanted to hate, the music was there. And it's like, ah, yeah. oh, fuck, this nigga keep making good shit. <laughs> and I and I never, b- before the whole whole shit, I love Nas. I chose a side during the battle. But then it's like these albums keep rolling out. He's on the Clue tapes. He's doing the freestyles. The fucking, the bars are there. The beat selection was decent at that time. I'm like, I know, nah, you got it. I can't tell nobody. You know what I mean? <laughs> Godson is in my top five because it represents the era. It represents the quote victory lap he took after beating Jay. The album landed. The album covers fire, and it rep- at that time he was really he kind of was like 
scoffing at the idea of Jay-Z calling himself Hove and really repositioning the deities of hip-hop. So to call himself God's son, I thought that was fire. The whole fan in me wanted to say, you trying to say that you Jay-Z son. I was really a hater, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but at the end of the day, that the album title, the cover, the music, the piece selection, it got it. The next one for me, definitely King's Disease 3. I'm gonna sin on that one. That album, to me, that's the best of the Hit Boy era. Y'all could debate it. Y'all could say KD2. Y'all could say Magic. I know a lot of people are us trying to say it's Magic 2. Nothing is fucking with KD3. I don't give a fuck what you say. That album has everything you want as far as when, when Punch is talking about when's the last time an artist made you feel something. It's KD3 for me. Yeah. The roller coaster that Sin always talks about, the subject matter, the beat selection, the pacing. The album comes out the gate like crazy. Then it slows down. Then it picks back up. Then it gets serious. He has a little bit more fun. Gets even more serious at the end. He delivered a masterpiece, in my opinion. Five mics for KD3. Like, that's the that's the standard to me. I'll put it on wax. Nas is gonna have a difficult time mashing KD3 as he continues to work with Hitboy. Yeah. That's number four. Number five. I remember fake being hyped for Life is Good. <laughs> I didn't love Life is Good as much as most of the Nas fans, but because I think it's because I'm not a Nas fan that maybe I didn't fuck with it the same way. It had some joints. It had, you know, it had, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of hype going into Life is Good. Yeah, it was. But I got to lean on nostalgia. Still mad at Only because... If you're not from New York, y'all can say what y'all want to say about Stillmatic and the battle, have your opinions. I'll never argue with you. But being in the city, being in the middle of a rap war, and the albums are still coming out, and the out is getting five mics in the source, and people thought people was arguing. We were, we were really arguing about it only got five mics because of the battle. Like There were so many different <laughs> narratives surrounding the Blueprint and Stillmatic around that time. Blueprint 2 even, Blueprint 2 being a fail because it couldn't live up to what Stillmatic might have done, you know what I'm saying? And what Blueprint did do, what, 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 the, what the disc records did do, Stillmatic was literally in the middle of the biggest battle in rap history. Yeah. And it delivered, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So I gotta get, just for merely nostalgic purposes, knowing what it did to the city, knowing what it did to the lunch tables, what it did to the barbershops, what it did to me and Sister the Rap Snob 20 years ago. Uh, revitalized Nas' career. Nigga, Stillmatic is in my five. Dini the Balance, your five. All right, let's make something happen here, okay, y'all. Okay, okay. All right. Dini five is going to be interesting. I at, already know. At, at number one. Jarvis, you know the vibes. It was written. Oh, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah, my man. grill. Like, oh. like, salute to Nas, man. That was probably the first... If he was 12 years old in 96, it, it was written, it was really it. I was I jumped off the off the stoop, man. I was feeling I was feeling crazy. He mentioned Vanity in the wreck. You know, I was in love with Vanity as a kid. Can it be Vanity from Last Dragon? One of my favorite movie all time. Like it felt like Nas was talking to me and um in the message, bro. And that really sparked that sparked everything for me. And then it just it was just went on to be just great music. Yeah, my deep on there. You know what I'm saying? Like 98% of the songs are it was written are flawless. You can you can pick out a the song. New or two. York ease of of it was written. It was so New York. It was so cinematic, <laughs> bro. Like you feel like you was watching the movie listening to this shit. Um number two, 
I'm gonna go with Illmatic, man. You can't argue with greatness. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Right. It did what it did. It's still doing what it's doing. Can't can't argue that. Number three, I'm going with Stillmatic, man. Maybe maybe the, one of the greatest resurgences we've ever seen in hip hop. Like a lot of niggas thought Nas was smoked, bro. Like completely smoked. You know what I'm saying? Right. He was dealing with family issues. Could you imagine if the, the internet was around during that era? Bro. <laughs> I think Nas would have had a harder time coming back. During the internet it's, it's era, a, than he did back then. And, and, and plus, niggas crazy. can act. You know, you actually see the opinions of people. It's one right. thing to just talk to people right. in person, but now you're seeing Word everyone's opinion. It's a different. It's a different energy. But I just, I just remember, man. Like we, we, we thought he had it sewn up. We like, he didn't respond to home. It's been what? It's been now what? August, September, October, November, right. and December. It, it shit happens. You know what I'm saying? Right. But legendary moments, legendary album. I'm going with number four. I'm going with Godson, man. Okay. Um, I mean, some of the greatest stories of all time lay on that album, bro. One of one of the one of the maybe maybe one of the hardest. It wasn't even a diss per se. Right. But I felt this listening to that shit. Like he was piecing niggas up. Like just telling his. That's why when I say I couldn't tell niggas I was fucking with it, because I still get salty listening to that shit. Jay tried to sneak attack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get talked mad every time I hear that bar. Talked about Puff. Just talked just yeah, champagne man. bottles on Steve. Nigga Fire. really broke it down. He really did break it down. And, um, that's one of the that's one of his greatest songs. That's what makes I'm that a, battle the greatest battable of all time, bro. Like, I'm gonna yeah. probably get that's a lot of smoke like for that. my for my next pick. What's that? I'm going with I am. Now, wow, now bro. the reason I'm That's going with I am, think wow. of think of your most think of a movie you love, right? That's crazy. Is it is it the greatest movie you've never seen? That no. not really moves me, by the way. No. Oh, I bet it does. <laughs> but but some of the most iconic moments in movie history occurred in that film. That's the way I feel about I am. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got we got favor for a favor. You know what I'm saying? For all those talk about, yo, y'all, y'all be showing no love to the South. Got a South brother on the track. Shout out to the drink with DMX. Now, granted, a lot of niggas want to talk about Dr. Knockwood on that, but do not forget, bro, you got New York State of Mind 2 on that. Right. You got Hate Me Now on that. You got, um, You Won't See Me Tonight. Still was got, a fire record. It, got it gets hate. It, gets, it got some <laughs> joints. Nas's like is on this joint, bro. Yeah. Oh, come yeah. on, come on. You know what I'm saying? Money can we is agree my that Nas's like is an all-time Nas it's record? It's one of the greatest of course, Nas records yeah. of all time, Easily. bro. Easily. And, and then arguably to me, Nas's greatest story, which is Undying Love, is on this album, bro. Like, yeah. the, the highs are high, bro. Mm. We look at the lows. We look at K.I.S. K I S S I N G. Speak for yourself. I like I, that. I, song. I think that song is fire. But a lot Sincere. of people. Sincere. Okay. You know what I'm saying? People in small world. People hit big things. You know what I'm saying? We will survive. People hit those records and try to hold it against them. But like I said, the powerful moments of this album are undeniable. Oh, well, no, 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 well, can, undeniable. Can we, can we just talk for a second about um, the the newfound hate for We Will Survive because. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. I don't get it. I, I feel niggas like, don't like that record. I, I, people a, don't like that There's a few records on this album. I like people that record. I, I, I feel like since the first moment I had, I heard it on a mixtape. Um, I, I, I was like, yo, Nas is on his A game. He's breaking this shit down crazy. He flowing to the beat crazy and pocket crazy. Perfect. You know what I mean? Like, it was a fire ass song to me. Twenty years. 
20 plus years later, come to find out, I go on Twitter, all of a sudden, yo, We Will Survive was so like sappy and it was trash and that beat and that. I'm like, Niggas just be saying shit on the internet. About? Yeah. That, but there's there's yeah. a good segment of people that really do not like that song. I mean, there's iconic Nas records on this joint, bro. Some of, if, if Nas had the greatest hits, and he just said, I'm going to put together the greatest hits all my shits right now, at least three or four songs from this album is, is going to be on that. So it is what it is. That's why I pick it. I am. That's my five. Okay. Macito, before I tell you to I go. I want to see somebody put right. Nostradamus on the top. No one's crazy. No one's crazy. What are we going to see? Not Mace about to go next. Right. He ain't drunk but before we get to Macito, before we get to his five, make sure you hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button, hit the notification bell, and when you're done with this episode, roundtablemerch.com. Yes, get you one of these. So no, no love for Nasir yet? Come on. Oh, Basito, voice too young people. Fill up that cup. Take <laughs> <laughs> the cup away. He's drunk. Back, Top five Nasir nice albums. Backseat of the Range Rover bars, Nasir. Nasir. Shit. What What does your five look like for the young people? Um, yeah, for the young folks. Um, Number, I'm gonna go in order like Dean win. I don't know if y'all are two win. No, I'm gonna go in, Dean, in order like Dean. Um, number one is Illmatic. That's an easy number one, bro. Like, uh, I didn't grow up with Illmatic. I, I remember the first time I heard it though. Um, summer 2003. My pops took me Virgin Mega Store. We copped the first Joel Santana album from me to you, and we copped Illmatic. Shout out to Pop. I don't know if I ever played that Joel's album, bro. I'm not gonna lie, man. I don't think so, man. Illmatic. Just like J. Cole said, Pac was Jesus, Nas wrote the Bible. Like, Illmatic, everything after it. It's the it's the shit that made, as much as we love him, it's the shit that made the Rockins and the Canes and the Cool G's obsolete and brought on the next generation. You know what I mean? It's, it's literally, you know. The, the, the word obsolete is a little harsh. Man. I mean. <laughs> Upgrades. <laughs> Listen, man, we've been harsher. Um, but... Um, Come on, Illmatic, man. Like, one of the few albums that you can make a GOAT candidacy for in any genre, and it's going to work. You know what I mean? I'm not going to go against that. Number two for me is Stillmatic. I'm not going to lie, man. Like, this is the album for me that that started my Nas fandom. You know what I mean? Back then, I couldn't tell the difference. I I, I witnessed... I probably played Stillmatic more than Blueprint. You know what I mean? Over, Over a lifetime. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, man, like... Come on, from the intro, Stillmatic intro, Blood of a Slave, Heart of a King, bro. Like, just rewind, might you feel undying love? I feel rewind. There, yeah. <laughs> Nas is a different type of nigga, bro. Come on, man. Come different. on. Different. You feel undying love. That to me, that's the greatest story ever. Rewind. You know what I mean? Like, nah, hands second, down. Second childhood. Hands down. Second childhood's amazing too. What Rewind, goes around? The nigga did this shit backwards. Yeah. Come on, bro. The vibe goes around. Comes the glass. around. Yeah. What goes around comes around. Ike with the Iverson jersey, man. This is classic China, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Built the got railroad. yourself a gun, Ether, man. Come on, dog. Yeah, like, and got yourself. It's a disc record. Let's call it what it is. Bro, bro. Like, bro. A lot of heat on there. Soldiers of the same struggle, you heard me? Like, he even brought AZ back on this shit, bro. Come yeah. on, man. Stillmatic just, to me, a perfect album. People can't, you know, I understand. It was shocking to me as a to become grown and realize that people felt like Stillmatic was like more 4.5 than 5. You know what I mean? But it's never going to change for me, bro. Stillmatic. Mike, Mike shout, out, shout, out to, <laughs> shout out to Mary J for, for falling out against the beef. Y'all really tripping with that. <laughs> I don't want none of that smoke. Y'all really bugging for that, man. Number three for me is Magic, bro. Like, 
to me the the atom bomb of the game in the last five years, man. Like Fire. I understand, like I, I get the KD three love, man. I understand, but yeah. to me nothing hit because like he magic. followed Magic with KD right. three, bro. Right. Crazy. But but to me, like y'all remember that night Magic dropped, man. Short Niggas ain't even know it was gonna drop. It just was like the, the way the shit hit, man. Like. I can still listen to it today, like the first day Fine. it dropped, man. Hold like on, on, Magic, I, I really love that album, man. Like another five mic for me. Number four for me is Godson. Mm. Um, just like you say, y'all, this was like almost like a victory lap album for Nas. You know what I'm saying? But uh, and a lot of people to me like underscore how great the album is. But when you talk about to me, Major Look is Nas's best single ever. Um. You know what I'm saying? Everything motherfuckers love about Dear Mama, uh, dance, you know what I mean? Speaking Max. about his moms, bro, that that song has moved me to tears, bro. For those that lost, a, 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 you know, a parent, that song, like, you hold a lot for that, man. Like, get down, bro. Ooh. Come on, man. The J- James Brown and Nas, bro. Lace the Spliff had to punch him. Come on, man. Like, I <laughs> well, felt like I was out on the West Coast. Nas Spittle. don't pick good beats. The beats he picked between Stillmatic, Godson, I don't know if that narrative makes a lot of sense. Come on. I Can is an iconic record. That's not nothing we gonna listen to, but if you got kids, you know you done heard I Can at that graduation, Graduation record. Like, a real, he he did exactly what he wanted to do with that record. That's a timeless record for each generation of kids that comes up. When they learn about that Mm -hmm. song, they love that shit. I've met... People that aren't rap fans that have said I can is my favorite rap song ever, bro. Like Doug's Mansion, y'all don't might not like it, but that's one of the few good posthumous pop records, bro. That like with the the different beats. Like, come on, that's an incredible record. I just feel like Last Real Nigga Alive. You mentioned it. There's so many records on here that that's incredible, bro. The name of the song. Last real nigga alive. Come on, man. Put some put some respect on Godson, man. Like really incredible album. And number five for me, come on, it was written, y'all. Like come on now. Like 96, the fact that Prodigy was rapping the way he was, the fact that Reasonable Doubt, the local celebrity rapper, was rapping the way he did. Pop dropped two classics. And Nas was rapping better than all of them, bro. On It Was Written. Come on now. Like, it was written, like, maybe the highest level of rap we've ever heard, man. Like, if you want to talk about it on a New York perspective. You know what I mean? So, to me, that's my vibe, man. I think that's probably why that time is really my favorite time Uh, to rap. Because even when they weren't dissing each other, they were trying to outdo each other. Like, Nas versus Jay-Z went deeper than the diss songs or the subs on adjacent songs like 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 it's a joint um don't you knows and the people talking those little subtle shits but like you could tell that these guys were trying that's why i feel like they were able to make amends to a degree because it was not real beef in in a sense of street beef it was rap competition Mm -hmm. i'm trying to outdo this this guy and they were trying to out rap the other guy and i love that because jay has never sounded better you could say maybe Nas has sounded better but Jay never sounded better than That's he did my when, favorite he, era Nas. when he was chasing Nas. Go ahead, Sim. This is a point I wanted to make earlier in the uh, the punch segment. Um, I've been, like one of the things that I miss so much is um, where where I don't feel it from the younger artists is that level of competition mm-hmm. or that level of just like I don't know. It's gonna come off crazy, but like caring about the craft, like. 
And the thing is that I feel like this younger generation, it's an unbothered type of like it's unbothered culture. It's right. like, eh, it's not that serious. I'm just gonna do like whatever. Too I'm cool gonna get for over it. Shit. Right. <laughs> it's that unbothered energy and that unbothered cu- culture that bothers me. Um, where whereas in '96 and in our era, like it was anything but unbothered. It was like, no, like I'm gonna take this shit seriously. If he's rapping that nice, I'm gonna be nicer than that guy. Yes. I'm going to outdo that guy. Right? And you know, the energy's just not here because you know what I mean? Everybody's too unbothered to care about it. Fair play. People, y'all have heard our fives. I look forward to seeing your fives in the nice. chat. In the comment section, let us know. Let's see how comparable they are. I, li- I like I like how everybody's fives represents them as individuals at the wrap round table, and I'm pretty sure that your fives will it represent you as an individual as well. But the show has to go on. Yes, sir. So we was spending a lot of time talking about hip hop fifty. Right. We've talked about the aftermath of hip hop fifty. <laughs> We've mentioned that maybe other cities should have done hip hop fifty things. We were then made aware that other cities did in fact do hip-hop 50 things and that Uncle Luke just decided to single out New York when obviously he did it as well. We thought it was done after that. We did the lunch hour. We talked about it. We thought it was done. We're gonna we're looking at what the rest of hip-hop 50 the year of 2023 will be for the culture. Then Cecilia Raps now decides to invade the group chat with a couple of <laughs> tweets that got us thinking about hip-hop 50 once again. Right. Chuck D says hip-hop 51 Dodger Stadium, anyone? So, from that tweet, I'll I'll take it a step further and I'll say, should the hip hop quote unquote number year or whatever be a a thing going forward, like a hip hop Super Bowl concert, kind of like what Hip Hop Fifty was? It was kind of like a Super Bowl. Yeah, well, yeah. It was a who's who. Should should that be a year to year event where each of Hip Hop Fifty One, Hip Hop Fifty Two, Hip Hop Fifty Three? Should we, in fact, start treating it that way with a mega concert year to year, sir? Yes. Okay. Um, I don't know if we should number it um, for every year. I mean, you could, but I, I, I like the I, idea of the number. Yeah, I would. Yeah, you will hip hop. Yeah, I don't know. I would do it. Hip hop 2024. I don't know. Right, right, right. Um, but I, I think it's a good idea. I think um, with all this talk about, you know, we just talked about the Ebro thing. Um, we we'll always talk about like you know the, the the attention sort of diverging away from hip hop. We need to remind people what hip hop has done. Mm-hmm. We need to remind people of the the brilliance in hip hop. We need to remind people of how many lives hip hop has saved, how many careers it's launched, how many businesses it's 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 talk. responsible for. You know what I mean? And so I think um, if if there is a feeling that and I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong. I'm just saying if there is a feeling out there that the younger generation is not really carrying on the torch the way that they might like, then let's do this yearly hip-hop event where, you know, the the legacy acts, you know what I mean, the, the legends, they come out and they remind everybody of, like, what this shit is really about. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm here for it. To blend generations, you think? Yeah, that too. I mean, we we had um, a boogie with the hoodie. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? At Yankee Stadium, and he did his thing. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and in, invite the younger acts out, and let you know, let ha- have a, a a little bit of unity uh, within the generations. You know what I mean? That'd be dope too. What do you think, Danny? Um, that would be amazing. Like like Sin pretty much summed it up. I mean, 
Look, look at it as an industry. You know what I'm saying? How many things it's touched and created. Like outside of just like people rapping, I'm talking about there's business aspects, there's there's fashion aspects, there's cultural aspects. It's just so it just in and of itself, it's a it's a cash cow and it's a lifestyle that people really live. Like we really go home with this shit, bro. It's not like we don't just take off the rap round table hats and we walk out and we just like some you know what I'm saying? This shit is culture. This, shit. this shit is this shit follow us. We we built into this shit. So it should be something to celebrate it, man. I know like people Tend to look at the negative side of shit, but this shit has really been a boon in a lot of ways to a lot of people, man. Look at the way you bopping your head right now. That's the feeling it's giving you. Only the music could do that, man. Only the culture could do that. So yeah, hip hop 24, hip hop 25. I'll pay to pop out. I'll pull up. I'll spend the money. Dodge the stadium. I think it'll. I think it'll be beautiful. It'll generate money. Maybe that money could go to something. A hip hop. Rap roundtable road trip to L.A. Why not? Hell yeah. Why not, bro? You know I'm here for that. Macito. Um, speak for yourself, Danny. <laughs> I take off this hat and put on my Argyle sweater, you know what I mean? <laughs> Get to listening to my shit, you know, some Tom, some Tom Jones, you feel me? It's not unusual. <laughs> I'm kidding, y'all. I'm Engelbert kidding. Engelbert Humperdinck. Kidding. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> Throw in the MGK, the punk version. Call you know what I mean? <laughs> um, nah, like, absolutely. I, I, if you're not in favor of this, you know what I mean? You must be some sort of man. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, man, if if Coachella could do it. Matter of fact, y'all know when when Coachella come out, when Afro Punk come out, when Rolling Loud comes out, what you do? You look for the rap names, right? Mm-hmm. Let me see what rappers are on here. Facts. So why wouldn't we want to do this as a culture where we do this every year and it, it becomes a thing? You know what I'm saying? Like we 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 give double XL the freshman cover every year. We wait for the Super Bowl to you know maybe put a rapper up there. Let's let's do some shit every year. You know what I mean? I remember VH1 used to do them hip hop honors. That shit yeah. ended quick. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so yeah, we should have some shit every year that we as a culture can look forward to. You know nice. what I mean? Like oh, I'll see you at next year. You know what I mean? Hip hop 53. You know what I mean? Like oh, I wonder who's gonna make the set list this year. You know what I mean? Give niggas they flowers, kind of like how they gave a boogie that joint on the stage. Give niggas they flowers. Bring out the youngins. Like it's a, the 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 worlds can clash. You know what I mean? It's gonna be all about hip hop. You bring the podcasters out. Let them do their live shit. Stay you know boy. what I mean? We happen to have a podcast. We're available. You know what I mean? But like, you know, you bring out everything. You bring out, you know, the the B boys. You bring out the DJs. You make it a whole thing, man. Absolutely. This I'm a hundred percent in favor of doing something like this. I mean, I think I'm in lockstep with with the panel. This should be a thing. Shit. I remember when we did the live, we was like, Hip Hop 50 should have been the whole weekend. It should have been Hip Hop 50 New York, Hip Hop 50 Atlanta Saturday. Hip Hop 50 LA Sunday. Right. People would have popped out. So seeing Chuck D tweet this out at Dodger Stadium, because I was saying Staples Center. Mm-hmm. Dodger Stadium, that's, that's if it ain't so far in LA, it's Dodger Stadium as far as like scale, maybe the Coliseum. But the whole objective is the size of the venue. Right. Why not? Dodger Stadium is basically Yankee Stadium adjacent as far as coastal monumental stadium. I'm here for it. You know what I'm saying? It, it only makes sense. I think going forward in hip-hop, having a Super Bowl-esque show for the culture, eight hours, various acts, much like how we had Hip-Hop 50 in New York, we brought out all the New York legends, and they had a set. Everybody who's an L.A. legend, Fire. bring them out. Why not? From the 80s all the way through. 
fire. Bring them, of course, you still have your New York acts who will come in there and perform your Atlanta oh. acts, your Ohio, your Chicago, your Detroit acts. But I, I believe that every year, because let's talk about business. Anytime you take a, a big event and you bring it to a city, it stimulates the city. Right. The Super Bowl, when it comes through or whatever city is at, it does great business. If you're a wrestling fan and WrestleMania comes, it does big business. That weekend, 80,000 people, motherfuckers is flying in from wherever they're flying in from. Hotel revenue goes up. Fast food revenue goes up. The 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 the, the mom and pop's business revenue goes up. The niggas selling t-shirts on, on the Shops, side of the building. Yeah. Everything goes up. So the idea that hip-hop can do a concert like that represents every generation. It, it kills the generational divide. I, does good business. Does numbers. You'll do some fucking, got the hip-hop 50, did some proceeds to different kind of charities eyeballs. and shit like that. New eyeballs on the culture because the, each year you do it, it becomes an event, which means that the media covers it. Mm-hmm. So it kind of puts hip-hop in a different light as opposed to just being some negative shit. And you know what's happening and annually. That would be, that's the game. That would be so dope, man. And the Yankee Stadium shit happened. We pulled up. That shit was a fucking zoo Bro, outside of Yankee different, Stadium. Different. Yet and still... The night concluded, not a single uh, occurrence, no crime, only, only no crime. negative stories. Only crime nothing. is what I paid for that t-shirt, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. The, Rob, the crime was a t-shirt that he's wearing right now that, true story, true story. That t-shirt, me and Dini got the same t-shirt. And within three minutes of three minutes, I swear to God. Dini asked the nigga, how much that shirt cost? Nigga said 20. Dini paid 20. We walked towards the side of the stadium. <laughs> I, seen, I, seen the, I seen the woman selling the same t-shirt. I said, yo, how much that t-shirt cost? She said $10. It was the same t-shirt. <laughs> In the course of like 30 seconds, bro. Full-time jack move. Frustration. Yeah. Hey, but, but, but think about kill. it. It stimulates the economy across the board. I I'm here too. for it. Shit, I was more mad that I paid $24 for, for some chicken tenders and french fries, True. nigga. Hey, and some Sprite. Man. $24. Hey. But nevertheless, local businesses, everybody wins. I'm here for it. A hip-hop Super Bowl every summer on, on August 11th every year, a, well a concert, or, or the weekend adjacent to or near. Let's do it. Yeah. Why haven't we done this yet? Come Game on. Changer. Don't tell me it ain't Seems got the money. obvious, right? And the way I see it, Master Pill wins because if, if Nas said he's going to do it every year, right? Master Pill wins. And let's take it a step further. If they keep doing this hip-hop Super Bowl, you know Rock Nation gonna want to get involved. It's on. only but so many times we get had at a Super Bowl, the Hove gonna be on the sidelines. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Money talk. Y'all, not, y'all don't want to hear about Hove. What we gonna talk about? Culture talk. The next tweet that came out about Hip Hop 50 was from Jermaine Dupree. He says, just for the record, no brands have done any dinners or get or get togethers in Atlanta <laughs> celebrating the 50th anniversary of hip hop. That's crazy. Wild. So again, I feel like this is adjacent shade to New York, but not, I don't think he meant that, but it just goes to show that as much as you try to push New York out the way, it. when it was time for Hip Hop 58, it was up north. He showed so up. the rationale, you saw this tweet, you're the person who shared this tweet in the Facts. chat. What are your thoughts? Bro, like like, like we said, man, um, y'all complaining about what we doing up here, y'all not doing what y'all supposed to be doing down there. Wow. You know what I mean? And you're and you're Jermaine Dupree. They did do yeah. a concert. 
JD did a concert? Yeah. It was JD's concert? Yeah. Oh, copy, copy, copy. Okay, okay. I see. I didn't know all that. But Me neither, Sam. I'm, I'm about just... to like that. So, so <laughs> but I'm, 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 just saying, I'm just saying, man, like, yeah, like, like I said, when, when we talked about it at length, um, you know what I mean? We're, we're talking about the 50th anniversary of something that originated in New York. Mm-hmm. So it's only right that, it, you know, the celebration happens in New York. Facts. And it leans more towards... New York and what was going on in New York, specifically in the South Bronx at the time. So don't be mad at us, you know what I mean? Just because we did what we were supposed to do, and y'all out there ain't doing what y'all supposed to do. So. But it, it ain't too late. Y'all got, I mean, there's still a few months left in here. Y'all could do that hip hop lunch. Y'all could do that hip hop, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Why not? Why not? Lacito. Um. Listen, man, I was about to light him up like Sin. I didn't know he threw his little concert or whatever. You, who was there? Who was there, Dave? At a little event. It was, um... Who performed? N- nobody extra crazy, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it was a who's who from Atlanta. It, it was... Oh, a lot of Atlanta legends popped out. A lot of Atlanta out. legends yeah. popped out. All right, so he, he did that. So shouts to him for that. You know, but listen, man, like, it just shows... Listen, whenever, whenever something happens in L.A., right, they love to be like, yo... Gangbanging is a culture out here, right? You know, I know Texas, maybe being a cowboy is the culture. I don't know, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> here in New York, ah! hip-hop is culture. We would not let this year pass us. It's not just music in New York. Nah, man. The, we, we wouldn't let this year pass us without celebrating hip-hop. You know what I mean? It means more than us than just, you know, the songs we listen to. You know what I mean? The, the, the people we want to dress like. It it we it's in our blood, bro. You know what I mean. So it's like it wasn't even a thing. We knew New York was going to celebrate Hip Hop 50. We had eyes on the rescue, and it just it shows wasn't even you. a thought. I felt like right, right. You know what I mean. So at the end of the day, listen. Maybe Atlanta just don't value hip hop like that. We get it. Y'all had it for the last, you know, 10, 15, depending on you ask. But still, having it all them years, what little baby didn't throw nothing. Future didn't throw nothing. Andre 3K had his flute and his Jordan 3s. You know what I'm saying? His black cements and his overalls. Yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, but but what we seen what New York did for hip-hop culture. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, when y'all pop y'all shit, y'all see what it means to us. You know what I mean? Maybe it don't mean like that. Maybe it don't mean that to y'all. You know well, what I mean? It is I, what it is. I'll take the baton from thing. you and I'll say, I think old Atlanta, the Atlanta that Gipper likes to talk about, they were definitely hip hop, mm-hmm. right? I think young Atlanta and the South in general, because of the work of the older God, looked at hip hop as a means to escape whatever it is, whether it's poverty, a rough neighborhood, whatever it is. It was an avenue for a bag. And I think as hip hop became more about the bag as opposed to the culture, Especially as the South, fair is fair. We gotta talk about it. We gotta talk about it. Everybody wants to get rich, New Yorkers included. But as the South took over, and we've seen a lot of them talk about it in interviews, talk about it in their raps in the South, it was about escaping whatever they needed to escape and get to the bag. The disconnect from culture to fiscal gain got lost. Right? I won't put that on the, I won't put that on, even with his fluke, I'm not putting that on three stacks. Dungeon Family. Shit, even like the T.I.s and the Jeezys. That era, early aughts, they was they wanted to be the best. Yeah. 
Yeah. And they wanted to get rich. But I felt like as the younger niggas got in, it became more about getting rich. And I'm not mad at them because we don't know what they had to escape. Right. And what, what, what rap for them. Because the thing is, what we need to understand is, rap and hip-hop are not the same thing. I, for me, at least. To me, hip-hop is the culture. What we live, what we breathe, how we dress, how we talk. Rap is the music that comes from the culture. Right. Some people might see it differently. Niggas, to me, it's a lot of rappers. But it's not, a lot of them niggas in the new era are not hip-hop. To Jermaine Dupree, he's saying people... Let me, let me read this tweet again. He says... I want. I want to find that. Of course. Of course. App, just, iPhone. Get it, it together. <laughs> iPhone. Of course, it closes. Just, uh, just for the record, you in that lawsuit, y'all? No. <laughs> no brands have done any dinners or mm-hmm. get-togethers in Atlanta celebrating the 50th anniversary of hip hop. That's crazy. So this is where I gotta get mad at Jermaine Dupri. Okay. Now I understand how business works. We're in the Brooklyn Podcast Studio. Josh knows he has a product because we don't have Walt tonight. We have OG Josh in the building. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, swap. Even if Josh expects a brand to, to do business with him, Josh would do his due diligence to reach out and say, hey, such and such, would you like to sponsor such and such hip hop right. event? Right. The fact that Jermaine Dupree assumed that brands would want to come to Atlanta and sponsor it means that you didn't do your due diligence. Even if Atlanta has controlled rap for maybe the last nine, between 17 and 19 years, at its core, niggas still look at rap as a New York thing. I'm sorry. Don't get mad at me. Right. Be honest. It's still looked at as a New York thing, and the businesses were still venturing north before they ventured south. Jermaine Dupree needed to do with all the Atlanta forefathers who have the business acumen, or even the new niggas like the QCs of the world, needed to reach out to set sponsors, do your due diligence. And the fact that you did it and you put this tweet out, to me it looks more worse on you than it does on any on, on those companies. Reach out, get a sponsorship, get a Google, powered by the powered by Google, powered by fucking Arby's, powered by whatever, whatever brand is popping in Atlanta needed to be powering that hip hop 50 event. Reach out. Do business. Don't assume the niggas is gonna reach out because y'all had it. It's still a New York thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. I'm not making this up. You look at who sponsored Hip Hop 50. We look at all the brands attached come to Hip Hop 50 in New York. Don't assume there's gonna come down south. Reach out and do your due diligence. And look, and just just like we've talked about here, and Jav, you know, posited. Um, you know what I mean? 51, 52, 53. You know what I mean? We could we could go all over the map. But I don't know, like part of me, the more I think about it, the more it feels like motherfuckers is just salty that New York is getting some shine this year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like let it look, at least for the 50th, let let us be. Let us live. Let us live, bro. Let us have this. You know what I mean? Just enough. Not to, not to trash it? them, but it was Jermaine Dupree, T.I., Goody Mob, um, Earth Gang, Omer the Great. Scotty, ATL, and others. You know what I'm saying? So, am I wrong for thinking like even if we do continue on with with the hip hop Super Bowl, that we should keep it in New York? 
you shouldn't have to come to the Mecca. You know what I'm saying? A little bit. Yeah, What's wrong yeah, with Master P next year coming to the Mecca? You know what I mean? What's wrong with, you know, Bun B and them popping out next year? What's wrong with, you know... Man, how, how about five years? Dr. We get, Dre. We get the first five years and then from there on out, it can, get, it can go all hey, over the place. I like the idea of, of different regions getting their biggest like venue. Like an all-star game. You know what I mean? I just like... It's cool, but Dodger Stadium this year. Right, it's a it's a thing to come to the to the place it was birthed every year. Fair play. I, just, I think Mercedes that would be Mercedes Benz in Atlanta I, the year I, after that. You know? I honestly don't. The I, Orange Bowl of Miami the year after that. You know what I mean? You know I mean, I, you you go to Mecca when you you know when yeah, you. That's true. They don't. That's the Mecca don't come to you. Wherever the Mecca is you go to Mecca. You know, you pray at Mecca, bro. That's all I'm saying. I honestly think that there are a segment of people in the community in the industry that really don't like that the it started in New York aspect of things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And anytime that there's a reminder of that or anytime you throw it out there, uh, either as as an argument or even as a matter of fact, when we're celebrating 50 years of this culture, it's a matter of fact. Yeah. It started here. You feel me? You know what I mean? So why well, not celebrate it here? Why the basketball Hall of Fame is in Springfield, bro. Right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Yankee me? City of every summer? You go to every Springfield summer. every year, bro. bro like That's a, where it was birthed. And, and this is this goes back to what Jarv be saying that, like, you know, Atlanta and the South be having a little brother energy because it's like, yeah, I've had it for this long, for so long. The fact that New York right now in this year, in this time, maybe just in this month, has the limelight, has the, 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 the shine being put on, put on them. And motherfuckers is coming out the woodworks like, oh, nah, like, well, why are we only talking about New York? Bro, relax. And I'm sorry, man. It, it It's not a beyond of, of you pop out to New York. It's other things to do, man. You know what I mean? Places That's to eat. That's not to say that any Places to party. <laughs> roofs to take selfies on. The editing, you know what I'm the editing would be vainglorious, bro. <laughs> bro. <laughs> Come on, now. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Got some shit right. to do. We got. We got. Yeah. <laughs> this is a live. Get muted right now. <laughs> yeah. That's my. That's my. The fuck are you talking about? Censor. You know what I mean? One a night. That's good. Observe me with that. That's gonna be censored. Yeah. Observe me with that. One an episode. That's what I be aiming for, yo, man. Yo, Mace, what the fuck? Could you possibly rewind? <laughs> hey, yo. You know what I mean? Hey, let's, let's move on. Let's get up out of here. Let's oh, get to the stretch front. DJ Khaled. It came out during Hip Hop 50 Week that Khaled has a new album coming out. And you know what? On the rarest of occasions, I'm going to go first. Good. I don't have much to say. It came out in the midst of saying that Cole would have a new verse on the Khaled album. And I think Drake has two records on the Khaled. I think Quavo's on the Khaled. Yep. There's a lot of niggas on this Khaled album. Probably Lil Baby and Lil Baby and um, I'm gonna, else. I'm going to flip the topic. Okay. And I'm going to ask the wraparound table, and if Josh wants to chime in in the background, he can. Chat, if you want to chime in, you can. Why the fuck do we need another Khaled album? I don't, I, hip hop, rap, Khaled gets, Khaled is the only nigga in rap history to get all star teams and make men every time. <laughs> he ain't made a fire album in like 10 years. Whatever year I'm on one came out was the last time the album was fired. I don't need another cat. What the fuck, Sin? What the fuck? Why do we need that? Uh, you're asking the wrong person. Okay. I don't have an answer for you, bro. Uh, we talked earlier about uh, lack of inspiration. 
Uh, these Khaled projects be the most uninspired of them all. Mm-hmm. They are the most cash-grabbingest projects that you will find in the space, man. Every single album that he's dropped in recent memory has been hollow, vapid, just unnecessary. And then, and and, and like you said, you grab all of these top-tier A-list names. You know what I mean? Now, I'm going to give a shout-out to uh, this guy on Twitter that goes by Joey, uh, at Gotham Hip Hop, right? I don't always agree with everything he says. You know what I mean? That's the beauty of hip-hop. But 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 he, he tweeted, <laughs> this shit had, had me chuckling. He said, DJ Khaled albums be like, the track list includes Drake, Beyonce, Michael Jackson, Kanye West, Kendrick, Eminem, The Weeknd, Taylor Swift. Number of good songs, three. <laughs> Yo, that is every single time with a DJ Khaled album. Yo. He's not tired. You're not tired, bro? Like, come on, man. We don't need this. That's crazy. I want to shout out Khaled, man, because Khaled got some classic singles, man. I'm on one. Fact. All I do, do is win. There's literally three on every you album. Know, That's why four, that, that three. hit so Thank hard. you for saying that, because he does have bangers. Yes. Wild Thoughts still go off in his spot. Wild Thoughts. Yes. Come on. Wild Thoughts better than Wild Thoughts. Carry I agree. On. I agree. <laughs> but, and it's not often that you take the point guard to the, to the, uh, the you know, take him to the side and be like, I think that was the wrong play you yeah. called. It's not often you do that. But I think Joff asked the wrong question. Talk to me. I think the question is, have we ever needed a Khaled album? Oh, because shit. all these shits yeah. is whack, bro. Wow, I've listened bro. to Khaled That's albums, crazy, bro. bro. There's never been a good one ever, bro. Just he drop the singles, right? He could have just released these singles. Just drop the singles. And he would have wow. been good, bro. Just drop the singles, bro. This job. That's we don't all you need to none do. of them, bro. We fire ones on every album. Literally not the one. Rap round table. But maybe, oh, but maybe he doesn't know which ones are the fire ones. He needs. But who's going to tell Khaled these shits is not hitting? Us? Mm. Oh, the white man, people in the office are telling him, you we know what? To. You know what? Punch his tweet earlier. <laughs> Khaled is an amalgamation of everything Punch was talking about. Absolutely. A bunch of niggas getting together who's supposed to be elite, putting out some mid, and not moving niggas. Could you imagine if Clue got the lineup that, that Khaled was Come getting on. back in 98? Yo, Matter of fact, he did cool get that lineup, and we got the professional. Yes. Even, even when Kanye was getting them type of like type of niggas on albums, shit was going Five, amazing. Seven mics, fuck it. Come on, man. Khaled is fumbling the bag with the All Star team. He's getting the Olympic team every album. He went in three games. All Dr. Dre needed was the West Coast All Star team. <laughs> <and he got laughs> you imagine if if he had the access to the West Coast and the East Coast for Come the for, for, for detox, I might never drop. I'm just saying. <laughs> Come on, bro. Let's be honest, right. isn't Khaled supposed to be the number one curator in the space? Right. What the fuck is but he curating? I, th- I think the game that he's playing because he doesn't know what's actually gonna hit is just let me put out 11, 12 songs and see which three are gonna hit. So you saying Khaled is a baseball player? He's trying to hit 300? the hundred? He's the three hundred. That's a uh, lot in baseball. Khaled retired. We need beat Novocaine <laughs> back, my nigga. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> like, Yo. You know what I'm saying? Chat, how y'all feel about that? Y'all think Khaled, do we need another Khaled album in 2023? I don't need another 10-minute whole verse. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> Hove, you said you, you want this album? Just give us a 16, maybe a 24. <laughs> Stop right there. <laughs> if you're going to give us a thousand bars, song, like, drop the album. Fuck it. You know what I mean? A hundred bars, give us an album, That's bro. a few songs, a hundred you know bars. That's all I'm saying, but <laughs> let's move on. 
Maycito, voice of the young people. It's the vibe. Are you the voice of the industry tonight, or are you the voice of the young people tonight? We're the voice of the young people tonight. Let's talk. Okay. We gave the industry a voice last time. Copy. Industry not really shaking shit up this week. So we're going we gonna to hit young rap, and we're not even going to get gossipy with it. You know, the chatty boys check us, you know Uh-oh. what I mean? Chatty, chatty boys. boys. We might pop out. We're just going different. <laughs> Chatty boys is on deck. Sid is a secret chatty boy, man. Y'all gotta check the group chat, man. Like, like. He's the Manu Ginobili of Chatty Boys, bro. <laughs> Let us know if y'all need a Chatty Boys podcast by yourself. We'll, we'll make something happen for y'all. We'll get the people say that. Man, that might be the whole Patreon is the Chatty Boys. Chatty Boys. Talk about it, man. You feel me? But we just going to talk music this week. You know what I mean? Uh, Jov, um, he mentioned Quavo's album. So we're going to get in a little bit of Quavo. He dropped Rocket Power. Um, first album since Take Off's Death. You know what I mean? Um, it's a personal album for Quavo. You know what I mean? For what that's worth. You know what I mean? He's not a great lyricist. So it's like, it's harder for people with with vapid lyrics to kind of, you know, convey their deep thoughts. But I, he, it's not like he shies away from it. You know what I mean? So, you know, and it's, I, I understand. We talking about a Quavo album. I, I try not to go too hard. You know, I understand that McDonald's burgers don't have garlic powder on them. You know what I mean? <laughs> I understand. You know what I mean? So I try to, you know, I try to grade it on a curve. But it's like... Man, in 2017, it ain't no way you could have told me that Quavo wasn't going to have the little baby gonna run. You know what I mean? Like, he was the guy who was right on par with Future and Thug. You know what I mean? So, you know, I'm, I'm I'm a little bit disappointed. You know what I mean? I feel like most of the features on the album outdoing my understand job. I fuck, I fuck with a couple joints, but it's like Future sounded better than them. Thug sounded better than them. Even yeah. Baby Drill sounded better than Rest him, in bro. Peace Takeoff sounded better than Listen, you, that's right? next. Rest in Peace Takeoff. Takeoff sounded like one of the best rappers I ever heard on Take this off album. Takeoff has moments. Bro. I don't know if I ever, I just miss him because he passed, but Takeoff's verses on this album were epic, bro. Takeoff so, had joints, bro. Rest in Peace to Take, man. You know what I mean? It's like... In another album that dropped this week, um, ESTG, uh, El Toro 2. You know, I know Mad Max is going to ask why I didn't talk about this one. What happened to that nigga in our comment section who was mad that we didn't talk about ESTG? Cussed us, us, cussed us out when we had already <laughs> talked about ESTG like three weeks before, but Just whatever. Listen. I'm going to be honest, though, man. Like, ESTG, he dropped like in the fourth quarter of last year. He dropped earlier this year. He kind of bugging if he think I'm going to listen to 20 tracks, like, again this year. Sorry, ESTG. I'm going to be honest. Like, you know what I mean? I get it. You the new Jeezy and all, but come on, my nigga. These, and that that just comes into, you know. Come on, my nigga, for me. <laughs> I get what we're saying. This kind of goes in what we were mentioning about, you know, people really caring about the culture, right? You know what I mean? And it's like, I feel like these new artists... You know what I mean? The, the Quavo album was 18 tracks. This was 20 tracks. It's like, yo, y'all got to stop with these reckless releases. You know what I mean? NBA Youngboy does it. Dirk does it. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Like, the, I, we had mixtapes back in the day. I get it. Y'all mixtapes and streaming now. But it's like, y'all have, like, no regard. Y'all just throw a bunch of tracks on an album, bro. How can somebody really love your artistry if, it don't, if you don't even love your artistry? You know what I mean? So I'm going to need the young artist to get into that and and i think that the the last artist i'm gonna speak about you know um you might not think of this guy as when you think of young rap you know what i'm saying you but he is the same age as quavo same age as joey bass sin dropped him in the chat earlier i was quiet because i already had something to say about him mick jenkins dropped this yes. week. the patience out of chicago How you know what i mean mick jenkins? 32 
That's okay. Quavo's age. That's Joey Badass age. You know what I mean? So I'm gonna I'm gonna take him in the young rap because no, we, I just said I didn't know. We only I, had I whack shit to talk about this week, so I had to, <laughs> I had to bring some fire in here. You know what I mean? But I'm gonna be honest, man. Um, Mick Jenkins, the patience. The first listen on this joint, it gave me that album of the year feel, y'all. I'm not even gonna lie, this is some heat. You know what the I mean? The link will be in the description. Sin, sin. Uh, through show and tell with Gibbs in the chat, he threw sitting ducks with Benny in the chat. Smoke break dance with JID goes, yes, goes crazy. 007 crazy. Yes. 2004 crazy. And when I say he, it's 11 tracks, you know what I mean. You can tell that he he was he picked the best of the best. You know what I mean. And that's why I need more younger artists to cater to. You know what I mean. Sin cook. Can we I never get to send a yeah. on a young rap. Yeah. So we got to clear out, bro. This is the first time he's chomped in on young rap. It might I, be, bro. I, I, I've been, I've been on McJenkins' pause. Um, <laughs> yo, yo, <laughs> might have to mute me. <laughs> uh, nah, but I, I've been, you know, a low key fan. I think since like 2017. I'm trying to check. Uh, 2018. Pieces of a man. Sin, you Pieces of a man was a fire ass album. Um, and so I, I just heard like this morning that Mick Jenkins dropped a, uh, a project today, and I was like, I'm on that shit. So obviously it's pod day. I'm preparing for the pod, but like on the way over here, you know what I mean, I spun it. And I, when I tell you, like I was on the train, and I, you know, I talked about my, my little talking points earlier. So I'm dropping my little talking points in, in the notes and whatever, and I'm listening to this project, and I'm like, no, 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 chill, 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 chill. I gotta cut this shit off because I'm not gonna have it on as background music while I'm, you know, preparing for the podcast. There was something about it sonically that made me, like, my ears perk up and be like, you know what? Let me cut this off. I'll come back to it when I can put my full attention to it because this motherfucker was snapping. Snapping. And he had, like May said, Benny the Butcher on it, J.I.D. on it, Freddie Gibbs on it. All those tracks was fire. Um... And yeah, man, so I got, I think I got to about like halfway through it and I was like, nah, this should sound too hot to, for me just to have it on as background music, which goes back to a point. A lot of people be making music just to have background music on. Facts. You know what I mean? Kickback era. And, and, so, and so when I listen to this, I'm like, nah, nah, he, he wants to be, this is something that should be taken seriously. It should have my 100% undivided attention. So I'm going to come back to it. Uh, but like May said, it it had it had that prod, that album of the year kind of feel to the real sound. Talk, so real talk. you know what I mean? I, I can't say one way or another just yet. I'm I'm gonna have to spend the whole thing. Uh, but it's it looks like a quick listen. Eleven songs, twenty eight minutes. So you said the dream with Benny and the sitting ducks. Now it's five. I only got to listen to that one. Now it's yeah, fire. It was serious, bro. And we we talk about the young rap, and we talk about what uh, Punch discussed as far as the space lacking inspiration. But then it's like. What is the inspiration when, if you look at the new Quavo album that came out, the Rap Life playlist that Mace told y'all, as much as radio still is what it is, the playlist is where it needs to be at. You could say rap is lacking inspiration, but if I'm a person that's lit as Quavo and I drop a new album, he has six songs on that Rap Life Apple Music playlist mm, on the day of release. Mm. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? Well, like that's album. Heavy. So it's like, to me, the, the system is designed to where you right. gotta do certain things to right. get seen, right. or you drop some classic shit like like the person Sin is talking about, 
and you will never get heard because you're not on this playlist. Right. Because from the playlist, if if this song stands out, I might want to check this artist out. Quavo got six songs, y'all. Six. Day one. Six. So six. We got to shout out Mick Jenkins, man. I think that might be the first sin ISO on the young rap. I feel uh, proud of myself. I finally brought some shit to uh, public, gang. Eh? <laughs> the fuck you talking about? We gonna tap in and also from Chicago, I am God. If you haven't tapped into I am God yet, we had him on. We reviewed his album. We had him on the platform. Another person from Chicago who's really spitting, really delivering that rap the way you want it to be heard. I am God. Tap in. Mace, you got anything else? Nah, that was it. All music this week, man. And Mick Jenkins definitely had to finish it off, man. Great album. Y'all need to check that out. We got the mailbag. My favorite segment. (laughs) So you know, as a person who who loves this content creation shit, who loves potting. Everybody at this table can, can agree and they can co-sign me when I say like, to me, the greatest podcast or the greatest platforms are polarizing. If you drop a platform and everybody agrees with you, it's not doing what it's supposed to do. You need to have that balance between people agreeing and people disagreeing. That's why when people say, oh, you just want niggas to agree with you, it's like, hell no, we never potted for people to agree with us. Even before we knew what we had as a podcast, we never cared about niggas. We had our takes individually. Shit, when I used to tag y'all on social media, we always had difference of opinions. If I cared about that, I would rate all of Nas's albums 10 out of 10. There you go. So, in, with, with Hip Hop 50, I noticed that the rap round tables finally landed into that space where there's a level of polarity. Nobody knows they can't read they can't get a good read on us. Right. <laughs> Real talk. Real talk. We we landed in that sweet spot of being polarized to where niggas wanna agree or disagree simultaneously. So to say the rap snob, I got a couple of posts for you for the rap round tables mailbag. <laughs> Kevin Jones says, This is a whole hate. Podcast. He got more shine off of one verse than Nas got off of five albums. Now, we've been called the Whole Venture Podcast for years. We have. This nigga said we a whole hate podcast. Interesting. Wow. Off of what? what? What were we hating on? I don't know, bro. We were just talking about him about 50. Oh, and hey, and, and it's like they're rough. <sighs> KC1 home. says, y'all need to stop giving Jay passes. Raw God 912 says the rap roundtable sponsored by Mass Appeal. Wow. <laughs> so can't make we've gotten to up. a point where we have people who think we hate Hove and we hate Nas. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Bro. Since in the rest, I'm a I'm a I'ma get a little uh take your I'm time. Gonna go, I'm gonna go a little left, get a little esoteric, but like um, it's it's theorized that like if, if there was a, a hole dug on one side of the earth all the way to the other side of the earth, you know how they used to do on the Bugs Bunny cartoons, and like when Bugs Bunny used to you know go through that shit, he would wind up in like China or whatever. But what really happened <laughs> is like you would fall through the shit and you would end up floating in the middle at mm-hmm. some point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's where the center of gravity. is. I feel like we finally, as a podcast, gotten to that center of gravity. Yes. We're just floating yes. in the middle where you can't, re- like like my boy Joff said, you can't get a read on us. Are we, are we pro Nas or are we against Nas? Are we pro Hope or are we against Hope? You know what? We are pro facts. We are pro the truth. 
pro rap. We are pro rap. We are pro Hip-hop. just telling it like it is, bro. And if, if telling it like it is means like, yo, Jay, Jay you know, dropped the ball with this Hip Hop 50 thing. That's what we're going to say. If he drops an album next week and it's a fucking classic, we're going to call it a fucking classic. You know what I mean? Nas, if, 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 you know what I mean? If he drops Illmatic, it was written KD3. You know what I mean? That's a classic. If he drops uh, Nostradamus, Lost Saves 2, Nasir, not so much. <laughs> we going to call it like it is. But Bang. the fact that we are finally in that center of gravity, I love it here, bro. Right, right. I love it here. <laughs> I've been wanting that since we started this podcast. You know? Anyway, you needed a balance. Yes, sir. More balance. Uh-huh. These are two long entries into the, the lexicon. I'm so focused, says Jay has ties with the media. So even if the hip hop community stops rocking with him, he won't ever be canceled by media unless he goes against the grain and starts talking about that anti establishment shit. And the Book of Hope itself is a paid tribute to Jay. Rock Nation paid for that. If the Brooklyn Public Library would have did that for Jay on their own, then it would have been a different story. Rob from the Future says, How many weddings? Parties, funerals, mandatory work meetings have we all missed in our lifetimes for whatever reason. Y'all need to relax. I get why people don't care for Jay, but to crucify him for his every move is ass as fuck. Y'all wanted to exist in a world where Nas finally gets his just due on an almost unanimous front. And instead of celebrating Nas, his fans, Nas fans, would rather worry about what Jay is doing. He, Jay, did his job. He created a conversation, a dialogue where his name will be mentioned when speaking of hip-hop greats, especially when Nas' name is mentioned. So you have two polar opposite comments. Mm -hmm. What do you say to those? Salute to the last one, because he's covering a lot of ground. (laughs) Salute, man. I mean, it's legendary shit, man. Like, we're not going to act like if Nas was... Lyrics was on the cover of the Queens Public Library, that shit, people would not be jumping off fucking roofs. People will be visiting from Atlanta to, to rooftops, you know what I'm saying, to celebrate Nas. So I, they're fucking wild. Shout out to the first dude, too, in another sense, because I, I get it. But like I said, this is a perfect time for, for a Nas fan. It's a perfect time for a Jay fan. Jay got out the way, let Nas do what he do for Hip Hop 50. Hove doing his thing with the library shit. Plus, I thought about it. September 29th, if I'm not mistaken, makes the 25th anniversary of Hard Knock Life. So, one of the greatest tours of hip-hop all time, maybe the biggest one we had prior to shit going crazy nowadays. For all we know, maybe we might get a Hard Knock Life Volume 2, Part 2. You know what I'm saying? You don't know. Like I just work here. You never know a home. That's what I'm saying. So I'm not counting Hove out. And salute to Nas. Both things can happen at the same time. We don't live in a vacuum, bro. We Mace. don't live in a vacuum. Macito, this one is up. for you. Jermaine Plummer, forty twenty two says. You mean two, he you had mean Plummer? <laughs> he had two <laughs> entries. Uh, oh, he had two. All right, back he says. Back. So y'all saying Jay is bigger than hip hop? He also says it wasn't a Nas show. It was a hip hop fifty. Niggas, fuck y'all talking about Jay Stacks. Um, listen, man. Uh, no. <laughs> you know, well, nobody let, said that. Let about. me break it down for Jermaine. Jay fan 
not listen. He like Jay. He like Nas. I don't know if you like either. And I rather listen to Tupac than either. Okay, that's the that's the, the that's how we 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 well, break but, shit but, down. But why, okay, why you, say you don't know if he likes either. He likes his whole family. He's slandering both, but he likes both. He likes my both. two favorite rappers. It depends on your perspective. He it depends both. on the perspective. But then he also slander. I'll be hearing slander for both. <laughs> you got to keep it a bean. You know, what I mean? got to keep it a bean. So listen, man. And, and the first one he said, oh, it wasn't a it. Can you run back that first one, So Joe? y'all saying Jay is bigger than hip-hop. No. I felt like nobody nobody had that energy. That's why I forgot the statement, because I don't even remember anybody saying that. No, bro. Like, nobody's bigger than the culture. Like, come on now. What? Of course not. Like, when did we say that? How did you get that from the from the from from our video? Nah, absolutely not. Hell no. And he said Shout it wasn't a Nas show. It was a hip-hop 50, niggas. Fuck y'all talking about Jay stands. <laughs> so Jay stands. If, if Jay's, if Nas controls mass appeal, and we give Nas the credit for putting an excellent show together, are you saying we should not give Nas that credit? Right. And we just asked the obvious question that all the hip hop was asking: Where was Jay, bro? Like, they come on, now. they can't make up their minds. Man. It's nah, crazy. They're gonna get no, mad listen, either way. The, the other day, I woke up and saw this, uh, this. Um, notification on Twitter uh, to one of my tweets completely unrelated to anything hip-hop uh, but he was like while everybody was like if, here I'll, I'll tell, say what it is uh, I was posting my sneakers and I, I almost never do this right but I posted my sneakers everybody was showing love because I got the the Jordan 3 uh, white cements on. what's your favorite shits ain't it my favorite shits of all time right so I posted the sneakers everybody's showing love it was like yo it was fire then it was fire now this one guy came in and was like, ah, they, they, the, the sneakers are too thick for me. Three thumbs down. <laughs> and when I seen that shit, I was like, yo, some motherfuckers wake up in the morning like, how can I hate today? Yeah. What can I hate on? What's some random innocuous shit? I'm niggas. That I, <laughs> that I can just fucking hate Call on. Call that niggas getting in sin comments talking about he's too thick, bro. Yeah. Like, I don't right. like that, bro. <laughs> Get out of here, yo. man. Yo, yo, Get out of sin comments, that. bro. Yo, but like, I, I just, I feel like some people just got hate quotas that they got to fill by sundown. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, even when we're saying the quarters. shit that like they that. want to hear. We're saying the shit you want to hear. You basically agree with us, but somehow you spin it in a way where you have to hate. That's a fucking disease, bro. We had a whole conversation about should Jay-Z be canceled. Nobody said Hope was bigger than hip-hop. In fact, we we talked about him failing while while me saying that it's still hip-hop 50 for the calendar year of 2023. That was the whole conversation. How he gained... Jay-Z's bringing the hip-hop from that is beyond me. But to some positive energy. What's the word? The bigger reality says, it's nice to see hip-hop podcasts in a resurgence now. I love it. Say Ayadolo6875 says, my favorite show, Salute Fellas. And on the rarest of occasions, guys, I got a compliment. It's rare. <laughs> hey. Luke. Is it your first one? Yeah. <laughs> BG Method. That means y'all tripping then. 3989 says, I love what job does. All the humor, gaslighting, instigating. Low-key <laughs> holding Jay-Z accountable, but also not allowing 
the Nas love to go too far. <laughs> it's all entertaining. Yeah. I appreciate this. Yo, show. he got you pegged, bro. He, he gets the show. Pegged 100%. So, VG, first of all. Nah, the ga- it's the gaslighting for me, bro. <laughs> he, under- he understood the assignment. <laughs> that guy knows what he's watching, man. <laughs> so. Cause he turns to me he's and be saying in. the wildest shit you like, "Whoa, am in, I crazy? Bro. You all plugged in. Am I am I crazy? Say, <laughs> say, I, <laughs> yo, <chill out>. yo, <laughs> yo, John, chill. It takes me too, yo. yo. Sometimes it really. I've known this man for so long, and sometimes it takes me a couple seconds to be like, sometimes "Oh no, no, I know, what he's, doing. I know what he's doing. I know what he's doing. <laughs> but it'll take me a good two seconds to figure it man. Sometimes y'all was slandering like, Tupac wait. in the chat one day. I was <laughs> sick, man. Frustrated. I hit him on the side like, "What's good with you, bro?" <laughs> <laughs> hey, first and foremost. Shout out to Say Ayadolo 6875 and of course the Bigger Reality 18 for giving us a compliment. We do this shit because we love this shit. You know what I'm saying? But to BG Method 3989, thank you. And as Dini said, you get the show. <laughs> it finally, it took four years. <laughs> but somebody gets the show. I've been fucking with y'all the whole time. <laughs> Niggas get really mad. Upset. And they don't figure out what's going on. Come on, man. Come on. I put the Met hat on and niggas still got mad. <laughs> I told niggas I'm wearing the Mets hat and they still got mad. When you see the Mets hat, you know what it is. It's, 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 it's not a Mets hat. Free smoke. But it's a Mets Free hat. Smoke. It's Free smoke. It's Come bullshit. On. You know what I'm saying? Between the lines, y'all. Between the lines. Y'all seen Mason Sin tell y'all. Josh in the cut laughing. Everybody gets it except a, a slew of people. We try to pull the curtain back every so often. It's the oh, gaslighting. Yeah, I mean, Come on, man. Yes, I gaslight but. people. <laughs> yes, I lie and tell the truth at the same time. It's 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 a sham mockery, but I love y'all. Hit the like button. Yes. Now we're uptown. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting chased by some people who don't get the show. <laughs> I stumble over, I, I step on some flowers, realize I'm in front of Sincere's lawn, and the people who are chasing me get there as well, and he's asking them too. Get off my lawn. Get off Sincere's lawn. Yes, this is a special lawn um, because in an hour and a half, it'll be my birthday. We'll talk about it. Shouts to me. So sincere. Mm. Legend. So, it's only right that I make this lawn something that's worth it stands oh, oh gotta get off my lawn but uh not not general generic stands because that you know Uh-oh. at this point like every Uh-oh. every artist got a stand you know what i mean there's nikki stands there's jay stands there's Nas stands there's, you know, all types of stands out there. Because, like, you know, the word is, is taking I'm a Barbie. on a meaning. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, cool. Um, and and I, think, I think I've talked about, like, general stands in the past on my lawn. But, like, this lawn specifically is about stand stands. Mm. The real stands. The M&M stands. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Top OVO row. team, we say. I mean... <laughs> Eminem basically made the word. He made a whole song about it. Okay. Did a whole video. Boy looked crazy in the video. You know what I mean? And somehow there's a segment of fans out there that heard the song, watched the video, 
and was like, you know what? That's what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> I want to be that guy. Bro, y'all need to get a life out there, for real, man. We've been talking about Eminem recently with the whole Melly Mel fiasco and everything. You know what I mean? And we've... Hey, 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 hey again, to our credit, I think we've played both sides of the coin pretty fairly. You know what I mean? Melly Mel was wildin', but Eminem was kind of wildin' too. You know what I mean? Um, But apparently, the stands have found us, uh, watched a couple of our videos, mm -hmm. left all types of comments, mm -hmm. calling us all types of thugs, N-words. <laughs> Racist. The whole N-word. Hard R. With the hard, hard R. R at the end. My you... fault, Sam. I stepped on your point. My nah, bad. it's all good. No, we got some it... URs, too. N-I-G-G-U-Rs. Wow. In there as well. <laughs> URs? Yeah. Bro. <laughs> and then if that wasn't enough, <laughs> apparently I, I make a certain stand, one particular stand, the angriest out there because I woke up this morning to 23 notifications from one account. What? Wow. On what, on what platform? What on, on Twitter. He didn't tell us this, guys. I did wow. not. New information. I, he, 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 took, he took my screenshot he several times. He found me on Twitter. He took my screenshot several times. <laughs> Call me an Eminem hater. Call me an albino. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong wow. with that. Uh, that's, that's crazy, bro. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. Wow. wow. Albinism, you know. What's going on out there? Three oh. messages. Um, we can't make this shit up. But bro. There's one particular, and I'm I'm not gonna say your name because I'm not gonna give you that sign, bro, at all. But I'm scrolling through the 23 whole notifications. He took my screenshot like three different times mm. and posted it on Twitter, uh, saying that this guy's a bro. If you're staying out there, please get a life, mm. or just go ahead and drive off that bridge like your namesake. <laughs> Yo. hey. One way or another, you gotta get off my fucking lawn. And happy birthday to me. Yo, this nigga probably got a picture of sick. Oh, like shit. Mad dark Matter of fact. <laughs> oh, shit. In, in, the midst, in the midst of laughing, that's racism. 20, <laughs> we had a technical difficulty. 23 notifications because you the goat, son. Get off the lawn. Get off his dick. If, if, if you are an Eminem stan wow. and you find the need to take time to search people out and be racist, if you found a way to, f to slander albino people who can't <laughs> help that they don't have pigment, if you found a way to think that saying the hard R will somehow get under our skin because we're black, we, we are sociopaths at the rap round table. Wow. Your insults give us energy. <laughs> we love that shit. Facts. <laughs> well, you was, tried. There was a dude. But in fact, you just made yourself content. And I bet you hope that we would have said your name on air. But we would never give you that blind. Oh, shit. Legendary Lawson. And, a, and a, special, a special fuck you to the guy that said, you racist niggers, which I thought was like some epic shit. And I'm going to take it a step further. If you think calling us niggers, finding sincere on, on fucking Twitter and giving them 23 notifications is going to get us upset, all we have to say to you is go rub some ass. <laughs> Find a nice looking lady who, who likes you. 
wants to spend time with you and go rub some cheeks. And if you're too much of a dweeb and you can't do that, please. Get off my lawn. They need a balance. Take us home. Get him. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Yeah, jump in. Roundtablemerch.com. Yes. You know it. Hit that like button. Hit that like you know button. It. We got subscribe. the merch. You see the hats. So Roundtablemerch.com. Like website is up. Links is on deck. Merch on deck. You know. Fuck with us. We made Josh proud because Josh told us for six months straight. Get that fucking website. <laughs> we did it, Josh. We did it, Josh. We on Josh. deck, man. You know Yo, man. you can find us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere. All those? Hit them all those. God Anyway, hit them likes, hit them subscribes. Fuck with us. We everywhere. Fuck with us. We Shout might hit TikTok. Shut Maybe Possibly. Right? Loading. Shout out to super producer Josh for putting up with us. We, uh, we rocking out. My you know what I'm God, saying? We appreciate a, you all day, every day. For real. Uh, salute to Macito, voice of the industry. Today, the young people have to keep you tapped into what's going on in the culture from the younger aspects. My God. Tomorrow, we're celebrating a legend's birthday. Mm-hmm. So sincere. Oh, you hear the production. Like motherfucking hour. mayor. The technician. I'm outside. Holla at me. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the homie Javi, the motherfucking point guard, the alley oops. The, 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 the court transition impeccable, my Is brother. Is he the GOAT podcaster? Nope, no question. I Trying. think so. He opened the door, for, you opened so. the door for us, my dude. Yo, you know what I'm saying? Sal- salute to Job, bro. Salute, salute to Job. You know what I'm saying? He opened the door. Salute to you and your birthday, my guy. Making your shit hot. You know what I'm saying? I'm Dean the Balance of the Force with our powers combined, man. This is episode 78 of the motherfucking Rap Roundtable. We out of here, you did. Go get that, go get that, go get that. Merch, the merch, heroes merch, merch. you need. Sincere birthday, put up a shot for him. Put, a sh- put up a shot for the homie Ease. So sincere. Fresh out podcast. Fresh out with us, niggas. Fresh out with us. All the real motherfuckers out All there. All the real salute to Demi. Who love the culture. Shout out to Demi. Not vultures. You and if we don't. Well, we not, you know what? Adriel, Marcos, LB, Mad Max, Mad Max, Nazis, Gold. We fuck with all of y'all. Fuck with everybody, nigga. You know what I'm saying? I know we forgetting people out here. Lin, Lin Vore. Free with the two threes. With the my two God. threes. Mad Max. All the other niggas who tapped in. And all the new subscribers who followed the route and yeah. said, you know, we fuck with y'all. Salud, Sin. Yes. Salud. Oh, Adrian on TikTok. You know what I mean? Jermaine You're not on TikTok. Get on there and follow what her. What up, nigga? Now, yes, sir. <laughs> we outside.